Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. It is Wednesday. Excuse me. It is Tuesday, May 12th, 2015. We usually broadcast on Wednesdays, but we've got a little bit of a juggle with the lineup this week. And we're so excited to have our special guest, Suzanne Hoshima, is going to come on in a few moments um, as our uh, dating expert. And we're going to talk about making the summer of 2015, which is right around the corner, the summer of love. But first, let's get started and talk about a couple of guys, guys things as we uh, move into the middle of 2015. And wow, the years go by quickly, don't they? Maybe it's because when you get older, they just seem to go by faster because technically they don't, but they seem to. Anyhow, uh, here we are broadcasting live once again from uh, the studio, the Guys Guys studio in Harlem, New York City. And we had a, and we're having an absolutely spectacular day weather-wise for May 12th, uh, 85 degrees today in New York. The trees and the foliage just has blossomed completely now and exploded. And it's really gorgeous here. And it's like it today was like a July day. And it's, it's weird because we had this super cold winter that seemed to drag on endlessly. And then all of a sudden, uh, bang, we've got uh, a quick spring and now it's almost like it's summer already. However, it's supposed to go back to the fifties tomorrow and, but then it's going to go back up again. So, Hey, this is what you get when you get four seasons, you live in New York, you never know every day's an adventure as in everything else is in New York city. Speaking of which I had a little, uh, story uh, that happened to me over the weekend. My wife and my young son were headed down to the Jersey Shore from our home in Harlem to uh, visit the the grandparents and celebrate Mother's Day. And it's also my son's second birthday. So we went up to 125th Street and took the train, the A train down to Penn Station. And when we got there, uh, we hung around a little bit because we were early for a 907 train to uh, the Jersey Shore, and uh, my wife looks at me and says, where's the bag? Well, I had my son in in the stroller, and uh, I looked at her and said, I don't know. (laughs) And then her face kind of paled, and uh, we realized that uh, somehow the the, uh, wheelie bag was left on the subway platform at 125th Street. So we looked at each other and said, well, let's go get it. And uh, we took a a maze of uh, elevators that you have to go through at Penn Station to get from the subway track to the New Jersey transit track. And we caught a local C train that takes the same route uptown. And finally, after about 45 minutes, we get to the train station, the subway at uh, 125th Street. And I got off with the stroller and got in the elevator and went upstairs and my wife scurried up the stairs to run over to the other platform to see if she, if the bag was there. But when I got off the elevator, there's two policemen standing on either side of the bag, right. You know, writing up a form 
And I said, hi, officer. And they looked at me and I had my son Sky in a stroller and I, we had a, I had a balloon on the, tied to the stroller with a big uh, smiley face on it. And uh, I said, officers, you know, there's a teddy bear in there in that bag and a bunch of toddler size three clothes, but there's not much else. And so they laughed and they said, is this your bag and all of that? And then they gave it to me and I asked them like, well, what really, ha- what happened? What would have happened? And what, what happened and what would have happened? They said, well, what happened was somebody a a mindful New Yorker informed the toll booth that there was a bag left on the platform. So they contacted the police and the police showed up and they took the bag and they checked it out and then they wrote it up and they were going to take it to a depot on 145th street. And just before they were about to do that, I managed to, uh, you know, connect with them. So call it lucky, call it blessed, whatever, but you know what? I gave an A plus to the 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 rapid transit system, the MTA. I give an A plus to the individual who reported the bag. I give an A plus to all those people who who may have resisted the temptation to take the bag, and uh, I give my wife an A plus for remembering that. Oh, the bag wasn't on the subway. We must have left it at the at the platform, and um, and I just thank my guides and angels, I guess, for putting us in a position where we could get the bag back and we lost nothing. And there was nothing of note that was in the bag besides a very expensive teddy bear. I forget the brand name, but it's the one they sell at FAO Schwartz. That's uh, really fantastic. And, um, and a bunch of little kitty clothes that could have been easily replaced. Fortunately, I had a backpack with my stuff on there. My wife had her bag. It was tucked under the stroller and we had our little son with us. So it all turned out fine. So you know what? Sometimes things do work out. Sometimes you do get lucky. Sometimes you do get that proof that you are blessed, even if uh, it's easy to just like shrug that off. So that was our story. We had a great Mother's Day uh, with my mom and my dad. I'm fortunate they're still that they're still around, and uh, and we saw the rest of the family too. So that was fantastic. <clears throat> I am writing a uh, a blog post this week, a guys guys post because. You know, the whole Guys Guys movement started with my novel, The Guys 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 to Love. And you can pick that up. It's uh, been had fantastic reviews. Right now, probably the best place to pick it up is on Amazon or one of the e-tailers. You can get the physical book or the or the uh, digital book. But, um, you know, it all started with this novel, which is about men and women and the chasm, the communication chasm be- that's growing between them. And I really want to do something to help bridge that gap. And um, so I wrote this novel, which is the first, what, what will be a trilogy. And from there, a lot of other content has developed out of, and the Guys Guys brand and branded platform has emerged. And um, my blogs, over 250 of them now, can be read on my website, robertmanny.com. I'm also now with Your Tango. So they started pushing out some of my work, which is great. Facebook, you know, Robert Manny author, Twitter at Robert Manny. We have some videos also on YouTube. We have a channel, Robert Manny author. And every podcast for Guys Guys Radio is on both Blog Talk Radio and it's then also warehoused on iTunes under Guys Guys Radio and podcast. So you can listen whenever you want. But the reason I mention this is, is that, you know, some people I've talked to, particularly guys get a little bit, a little, they don't really understand that some of them don't get the whole guy's guy thing. Does that mean macho man? Actually, no, it doesn't. It means a guy's guy is a more contemporary version of a, you know, a man's man, but much more 
sensitized, if you will, mindful and um, recognizing the great strides and recognition that women are finally getting now. And there's a lot, lot more to go there. But a guy's guy celebrates women's ascension. And um, so it's really very different than being, it's not macho man. And the reason I, I said all of that <laughs> is because I just saw the Bruce Jenner interview and I, I read a lot of tweets and stuff on Facebook about it. And it was all from women saying how brave Bruce Jenner is, how brave Bruce Jenner is. And I didn't see anything and any reaction from any guy. And being a guy with all you know, my friends and going out and we watch sports and talk about different stuff and all that, not one person mentioned Bruce Jenner. Because for guys, we don't really think about that. And But I will say this. I think for most guys, it's like, you know what? If that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. And none of us, at least my friends, would, would hold it against him. But I saw the interview today and uh, I watched it online. And it was it was really interesting in that Bruce Jenner, who I guess he's going to have a different name now and it's going to be she. So I respect that. I'll just refer to him as Bruce right now because I don't know what his uh, new name is. Basically said, you know, I'm, I'm physically a man right now. And but inside my soul is that of a woman. And it's always been that way. And I thought that was very mindful that he kind of had sorted that out. So this is a guy who's been carrying that around with himself for years because we went back, we saw footage of him winning the Olympics, uh, the decathlon. I remember that. I remember watching that as a kid. And it was like, wow, this guy's the world's greatest athlete. And he did a fantastic job. And um, then over time, you saw him. You know, he was married a couple of times. And then he was with one of the, the I guess, the uh, boss lady of the Kardashian uh, clan. And... Um, and then he started to, it seemed like it was more obvious that something was going on with him. But this poor guy has had this struggle going on inside him for, and he's 65 now, and he's finally, uh, you know, coming, I don't know if you call it coming out or whatever, but as a transgender, and he's going to create all of this awareness and positivity and understanding for people who are undergoing that. But, um, you know, the title of my blog post this week is going to be, Why? Bruce Jenner is a guy's guy because he's doing something really positive. He's doing something to kind of help put a bridge between uh, the communication and understanding between men and women because he's got the physical aspects of a man, but inside he really feels that he's a woman and he's he's been he's been tasked with that to try to I guess get a message out there to show everybody that ultimately you know, we're all connected and we're all part of one universal consciousness. And although we're like separate drops of water in the ocean, we're still all part of the same ocean. And I think what he's doing is fantastic. And I really applaud him. And I, he really is a guy's guy because of that. And um, it'll give me an opportunity writing this blog post to further articulate what being a guy's guy is all about, as well as get the message out for what Bruce Jenner stands for and what he's doing and his courageous, uh, his, his courageously putting himself up to the scorn and ridicule and judgment that I'm sure he's going to get in lots of parts of this country. So anyhow, that's, that's kind of what's going on in the world of guys guide. Let's talk a little bit about our guest tonight. Suzanne Oshima is, uh, she has, uh, the dream bachelor and dream bachelorette uh, relationship and dating businesses, as well as single and stilettos. She is a one of the foremost authorities 
on dating in this country. Uh, she's been on the show a number of times. She's always very eloquent. She's very sharp, and she's a real expert in terms of how to find somebody, how to really make the connection, and do it in a mature, smart, mindful fashion. Um, Suzanne, I think, is is really a terrific, terrific person, terrific guide. And uh, if you are looking for love and you are having some challenges and you want to invest in a uh, matchmaker, if you will, I don't think you could do a better job than pick uh, Suzanne Oshima as your uh, kind of coach for that. So let's bring her on right now because we're going to talk about how to make the summer of 15 a summer of love. Hi, Suzanne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And how is your, uh, how are you dealing with the warm weather here in New York City? Oh, I love it. I would rather have warm weather any day than a cold winter. Good. Me too. Fantastic. Yeah, we're going to talk about 2015 this summer, how to make it a summer love, but we're also going to tackle some broader issues also. So why don't we, uh, like I always like to do when you're on the show, get kind of a heads up from you as to, has anything in your opinion over the last six months changed uh, from a universal standpoint in the world of dating? Or, or are we still kind of on the same path where a lot of people are, you know, they're like with the blindfold on trying to hit the pinata? Um, I think that's basically it. <laughs> and I hear the same complaints from both men and women. So, you know, um, to your audience out there, you're not alone. Well, that's, uh, I guess it's uh, validating, but disheartening in a way, but we're going to help people. So if anybody wants to call in out there, our number is 347 945 5834. 347 945 5834. So let's let's talk about um, you know this summer. I've got some questions lined up here. First of all, uh, let's talk about how to get active in your dating life because a lot of people, when you know, and you're in the northeast or any part of the northern part of the country, it's been kind of a lockdown winter. And I'm sure people go through the routines where they get out of work, they go to the gym, they see their same friends, they go home, maybe they get uh, do a little binge watching of some type of show or whatever. But now it's all of a sudden, bang, it's summer. And I notice when I go outside, a lot of people are, uh, you know, including me, a little bit overweight, a little bit slower, not quite in beach weather shape and everything. And they're just like, oh, wow, it's really nice out. How do How do people... What's your advice to people in terms of how to like get active in their dating life now that we're in the active six months of the year, if you will? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, it's one of those things where you're absolutely right. When the weather gets warm, it brings out more people. People just seem more open and they get more active in their dating life. And one of the things that I want to say before I kind of tell you some tips and stuff is that people shouldn't just look at, okay, now it's summer, so now I'm going to really try and meet the right man or woman, right, is that you have to be active all the time. So people should use this as a launching point. Like, I'm going to launch this this summer, but I'm going to carry this through throughout the year because that's one of the biggest mistakes people make is they turn it on and turn it off during the seasons, and you shouldn't. You should. This is something you should do all the time if you really want to meet the right person. You know, let let this time of year be a launch pad, but don't make it just about get ready for summer and that's it. It should be, a, you know, your your dating game plan, if you will, needs to be annualized. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Because that's what's going to make you meet the right person if you do it all year long. If you take time off, like if you take the winter off, then that just puts you so far behind in meeting the right person. So I think that's one of the biggest mistakes singles make is they don't have it on all the time. Mm-hmm. That's well stated. So how do you, how do they get active? Because a lot of people are like bears coming out of hibernation, as I mentioned, where it's like, oh my God, it's a beautiful day. And then all of a sudden it's 80 degrees out and all of a sudden I'm pale and I'm, I'm overweight and it's, the sun is out and I'm sweating, but I feel greasy and everything. I mean, we've all gone through that. Like I got to get in shape. You know, it's not, everybody's in the same situation. So you really can't be so hard on yourself. I always think there's always time. You can always, you know, if you make it part of your ongoing lifestyle, you never really have to worry about that. And you're going to have your ups and downs and all of that, but you have to have, you know, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad you brought that up because you know what, here's the thing is, um, while we all gain some extra pounds during the winter and maybe we all feel like we could lose a few or I could be in better shape or whatever it is, you know, you're never going to be perfect. Never. And there's always going to be something that's going to bother you. And so you just have to embrace exactly where you're at. And like you said, have the confidence of, you know, this is where I'm at. And um, having, knowing that uh, you're in the best shape that you can be for right now, right? And if you, because if you go in with that attitude of, oh, I'm not in great shape, I'm, I'm overweight, then it's just, it, you're going to bring in the wrong attitude when it comes to dating. And you're not going to really be successful when it comes to meeting the opposite sex, right? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I actually, you know, in preparations for the show, I reached out to a few people, uh, women in particular, and got some email questions. So, and it's kind of part of, I'll try to sprinkle them in as part of um, what we were just talking about. And that is um, Claudia from San Diego emailed me and she said, what, what's your advice about um, changing, changing a guy? where, you know, it might be some issue like you don't like the way he dresses, he's maybe too casual or this or that. And like, for instance, I remember uh, this weekend I went I went to a, a Mother's Day thing and my my niece, she's getting married and her and her fiance showed up and he had on like a Vans T-shirt and a and a trucker hat. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, OK, I guess you're pretty comfortable with who you are, uh, but and she's happy, so whatever. But you know, for a lot of women, particularly in the city, this wasn't in the city. But um, what, where do you draw the line in terms of women wanting to change guys, and what areas uh, can they change, and what areas do they do they need to avoid, if, if if any? And are there different ways of helping the guy adapt? You know, you can always buy somebody who doesn't dress well a new shirt, but I mean, the point is, how do you? how do you advise your clients in terms of changing men where a lot, I think a lot of women want to improve guys and uh, that's a good thing. And a lot of guys are, I don't want to say they're clueless, but they need some work, but it can become an issue if the woman can see the, the potential more than the guy can in himself. Right. Well, let's just take, for example, the dressing thing. I want to address that because I hear you're right. I hear that a lot. A lot of women will complain that they don't like how the guy that they're dating dresses, right? And 
One of the things, you know, I firmly believe, and you can add your two cents in here, is I don't think a woman should really try to change a man. Because if it's something so superficial as how he dresses, I think the woman really needs to determine what's more important, how he treats her, the relationship that they have, um, the connection that they have, or something superficial like how he dresses. I mean, if you really want him to wear different clothes, I mean, you can testify to this, Robert, is is all in how you bring it up to a man, right? It's not mm-hmm. to say, you know, I really hate the way you dress, blah, 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 because that's not going to make <laughs> him feel great about himself, is when he wears something that you really like is praise him for it, tell him how great he looks in it, and that's going to make him want to wear that again because he knows that you really like him in that. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. It's I. I always think of the, the scene in Silver Linings Playbook where uh, the Bradley Cooper character shows up in his new Eagles jersey, and it's uh, and then uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence has kind of the goth look, and it's such an interesting combination between the two. But I mean, I guess the point is everybody everybody's different that way, and what's really important is what's deep down inside. But that said. I think that, you know, since a lot of straight guys, if you will, are not the best dressers that um, even in New York that, uh, you know, women have pretty good taste. And uh, if they can kind of gently point the guy in the right direction, clothing wise, buy you know, a new shirt or something like that or a tie or if they wear a tie or whatever, that's not a bad thing. But as long as they understand that that's the packaging, that's not really what the guy's all about and obviously how he treats you is far more important uh, in uh, in the overall program but i guess a lot of people get stuck on that uh women trying to train change men and there has to be a line that be, that's drawn someplace and i think the way you stated it is absolutely right it's got to be about what's inside and you really don't want to change that Right, and I think there's some men that are open to dressing differently, but it's, like I said, it's all in how you approach it. If you come across very critical, like you hate the way he dresses, it's going to make him feel like crap. Exactly. So here's another one that came in, if you don't mind. Um, And this has to do with the summer, because now we're getting into that time of year where people go on vacation, they take summer shares, etc., and, and a lot of there's a lot of hookups, whether they're summer flings or just the beginning of a, a bargaining relationship. So Emily from New Jersey has sent me a text asking, how long should you wait before going on a trip or a vacation or a weekend together with a new guy? You know, it's, I find it always interesting because I get a lot of these questions about time frames uh, like this. When should I go on a away trip with the guy or the one I always get is when should I sleep with the guy right sure and it's all about timing and I always find it interesting when people ask that question because every um, situation is different you can never give it a set time frame of oh it should be in two months or it should be six months or whatever it is it really is based on your interactions with that man Okay, and when I say that, what I mean by that is a woman could be dating a guy for, let's say, a month, and it's going great, and she literally sees him like two to three times a week. He calls her and texts her, and he's very consistent, 
And so everything's going great, whereas another woman could be dating a man for, let's say, three months, right, which is a longer time frame, but she hears from him once every two weeks. Uh, They go out maybe once every you know, three weeks or whatever it is, and but he still contacts her, but it's just, you know, it's inconsistent. And so you can't really put a set time frame on when you should do these things. It's really about your interactions. And you can usually tell if a guy is more serious about you or if he's treating you just like an option. Mm-hmm. How about uh, the, you know, the, the ultimate question about that is, you know, sleeping with somebody new on, on the first date is, in your opinion, is that an absolute no, or can it be done and still, and you can still have a successful relationship? On a first date? No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, for a guy, sure. If a guy can do that, great. But for <laughs> most women, um, I highly uh, suggest that you do not sleep with a man on a first date unless that's what you want. If you just want sex, then sleep with them on the first date because it's very unlikely it's going to turn into a relationship. And whenever I say that to women, they will always they turn around and say, oh, but there's uh, my friend slept with her husband on the first date and they ended up working out. That's like one in whatever, a hundred, you know, couples that work out, it's just, it's very, very rare. And so if you really want to increase your chances of having a relationship with the right man, it's don't get to know him. Let him get to know you before you sleep with him. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that completely, particularly for the ladies. I think for some reason, and I know it's 2015, but I think guys still, uh, a lot of guys and some women, but I still think more guys are a little better at compartmentalizing the sex that way where, you know, they could probably do it on the first date. Now the issue becomes, if you're a guy, you meet a woman and, uh, on the first date, you go to bed with her in the back of your mind, regardless of what happens afterwards, you're going to wonder, Oh, I'm, am I the first guy she slept with on the first date? And that's not, that's not a good thing. That said, you know, you have to let adults, in my opinion, you have to let adults be adults. If they feel it's right, it works out for them. Okay, fine. Now, will it be a long-term thing if you do it on the first date? I think the odds are probably not, but it, but it could it could happen. I know from personal experience that it wasn't, it was never, sleeping on the first date was never an issue to me. And because of that, I got, I got into bed with a number of women on the first date. But then another, uh, other women, I would go out you know, I don't know, up to 10 times, but you know, it didn't matter. I didn't, it's like, I knew when it was the right time, it was the right time. And invariably it was always worth the wait because I think the woman was appreciative that, you know, they want to be pursued, but they don't want to be pressured. And, uh, if you can be a gentleman about it, and make it fun, then it's almost, they start to think like, Hey, why, why isn't he coming on a little bit harder to me? Whatever. But, you know, I would recommend to guys, don't push it. And, you know, when she's ready, look for the signals and you'll know whether that's the first date, the third date, the eighth date, whatever. But if she's worth it, then it's worth waiting. I don't know. What do you think, Suzanne? I completely agree. And just to reverse that for the ladies, because I hear this all too often from my clients is they'll say, oh, the guy disappeared after the third date and I didn't sleep with him. 
And I always tell them that's why he disappeared and he wasn't for you is because he, he knew he, that you weren't that easy to sleep with and, you know, he, he gave up and he moved on. And that's just not the right guy for you. If he's not going to, like you said, be patient, um, and I don't mean you have to wait, you know, a year or whatever it is, but I'm just saying to be patient because a third date doesn't mean you have to sleep with a guy. That's true. I have, you know, just personal experience again, been on like a couple of dates with a woman and uh, maybe three dates just to get maybe a little kiss goodnight. And that seemed like, okay, I'm being like super patient here. Because if you're a man, what invariably happens is you start to then become fixated with, I want to go to bed with her. I want to go to bed with her. I want to go to bed with her. So every date becomes about that's in the back of your mind. And when you're not, that's not happening, then then it becomes more important than it actually is. And so I think there has to be an ebb and flow between the man and the woman as to like, when is it right for both of us? When is it comfortable for the woman? When is it right for the guy? And I think it's good for the woman to make the guy wait a little bit to show her that he respects her uh, for more than just sex and is interested in wanting to know more about who she is and how she rolls. And I think if both men and women can be a little more empathetic of each other and try to find a common ground and a little bit of a groove that way, then it all can work out really, really well. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about self-esteem. Um, I want to ask you about this because, um, Sharon from New Jersey also sends me an email asking me about how important is, you know, the issue of self-esteem with, with women in terms of how it impacts her dating prospects, because, you know, we're both from the advertising business. And if you watch any of the ads, uh, you know, from a consumer perspective, you're going to, you know, probably feel bad about yourself because it's, it's always showing us ways where we're not good enough. And I think with women, with the, you know, the whole pressure from the modeling industry and Victoria's secret and everything else, it's like, it's tough to be a woman um, and really bring it. And, uh, and it'd be very easy for a lot of ladies to say the, you know, the hell with this or whatever, just throw their hands up. How, how, what's your point of view about uh, handling and managing self-esteem for women? Well, we kind of touched on it um, lightly at the beginning where we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, if you feel like you have an extra, a couple extra pants, look, you're never going to be perfect. I know uh, we as women, we always, there's something we hate about our body. And the thing is, is that you have to embrace where you're at right now and just say, I'm the best version of myself. And self-esteem really can negatively affect, if you don't have a high self-esteem, it can negatively affect how successful you are at dating because even though you may not say, I don't feel great about my body or I don't feel great about myself or whatever it is, those negative thoughts play out when it comes to dating because you start mm-hmm. to put walls up and when you're out there on a date, a man's going to feel, or in, in the reverse, you know, a woman is going to feel the walls up and they're going to feel like they can't even get to know you because you've got so many walls up. Because I mm-hmm. do know that a lot of women, if they don't feel great about their weight or their body, 
they're terrified of getting close to a man because the last thing they want to do is take off their clothes and at some point and sleep with the guy because then he'll see what she really looks like. So she'll put up all these walls to block him from actually getting to know her. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if those things are going on, you have to make sure that your self-esteem, like you talked about, is in check because one of the things that builds up is your confidence. And I will tell you on both sides of the coin, both men and women always tell me that confidence is so attractive. Mm-hmm. Yep. So getting right into it, now that we're getting into the groove where we're in, you know, spring is full bright out there. What? Where can the ladies go? Where do you where do you tell them to go to meet guys? Well, that, that's the thing is that I want everyone, both men and women, to realize that you know it's it shouldn't be a destination. It shouldn't be something like I said that you turn on and off. It should be something that you do day in and day out because that's going to increase your chances of meeting the right man or woman, right? And so one of the best ways, and I think you'll agree with me, is doing online dating. Online dating is honestly one of the best ways to meet the right person. And I know a lot of people get sometimes get afraid of doing online dating. It's You're always in control. You don't have to meet anybody that you don't feel is right. But that's one of the ways, I think, one of the best ways to meet um, someone. The other thing for women, um, I, this is what I would say, is you need to think in terms of where do men, more men go, okay? So when we're thinking about that, because you can't, let's just take bars, for example, because that's the second uh, thing that I hear a lot of people say is they meet people in bars, right? So don't just go to any old bars. Think about strategy and think in terms of where do more, more men go, and that's scotch bars sports bars, or steakhouses, and that's going to increase your chances of meeting the right man. And now I know, you know, some people will say, like, when it comes to scotch, they'll say, oh, I don't drink scotch. That's not the point. You're trying to meet men. And I will say that I didn't like scotch before, but I found a great scotch that I like <laughs> because I tried something new. Fantastic. No, oh, that's great. That's perfect advice. I love that. Uh, this is Guys Guys Radio. Our guest is Suzanne Oshima. And um, so let's flip it around and say, okay, for guys, they want to meet women. Uh, where, where are the places to really meet women? I always think, you know, yoga classes are pretty darn good places to start. Um, what, what are your thoughts? But you got to be into yoga. You can't fake it and just be gawking at the women. You got to go in there and take a bunch of classes and get into yoga. And then your mindset's going to change a little bit. But there are a lot of very attractive women who are limber and in shape and to take care of themselves and are very well centered in yoga classes. So what are your thoughts, Suzanne? Um, exactly. Actually, yoga is one of the, my best tips because like you said, there's tons of women and there's like what, 85% women. Oh yeah. And like Robert said, though, you can't just fake it. You got you and you can't just go once you got to go all the time and that way you build a rapport with the women that go to that same class because people are creatures of habit. They tend to go to the same class, and so then you kind of get to know them. Otherwise, if you just go once and you start hitting on women, you're going to come across as the creep. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, if you're going to take yoga, you should take yoga. And the, one of the benefits of taking yoga is you're going to be in a class with a lot of beautiful women. And then over time, just organically, you will meet other people in your class. I think that's what we're kind of collectively saying instead of just you don't go to yoga to hit on women. No, exactly. The other thing <laughs> that I would suggest to men, and um, I've given this tip to a lot of men, and they're like, oh, my God, she was right, is take a cooking class. Yeah. There are way more women that take cooking classes, and the benefit of that also is that women love men that know how to cook, so you're kind of doing double duty. Um, And it's an interactive thing, so it kind of also takes the pressure off of having to walk up and meet somebody cold because you're you're cooking, so you naturally have to work with somebody or some people, and you're going to meet people naturally. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that, you know, there, there still are, you know, a lot of guys are good cooks now, that's for sure. And you really, if you're a guy and you're single and you want to really connect with women, it's not a bad idea to take a cooking course just in general and learn how to cook because you can cook good food for yourself. And then instead of eating like man cave food, like Doritos and beer and ketchup and stuff, you could also uh, really, you know, meet a lot of fantastic women in the cooking classes. There, there are still, though, what I was always surprising to me, pleasant surprise, is that there are a lot of women who love to cook or who are fantastic cooks. So it's not that you like, if you're a guy, you put it on the woman, like, cook for me, cook me meat. It's not like that. But there's still, I've always met women who really, not everyone, but a lot of women who are really just fantastic cooks, really loved food. And I think to be a good cook, you have to really love food. But I think Food is a good way collectively overall to, you know, bring the sexes together because if you both like to eat, probably one of you likes to cook. And if you like to cook, double the fun. Exactly. Let's let's talk a little bit then about, you know, summer. Now, summer coming up, what do you see, Suzanne, as – and I'm sorry, this is kind of an abrupt transition, but uh, summer dating mistakes and fails. Where do people screw up when they're kind of getting their dating life put together for the summer? I think the biggest mistake people um, make is they tend to look at somebody that they met during the summer as, oh, this will be my summer flame. Because when you do that, you're, 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 you're going in with the wrong mindset because then everything is temporary. Right? It could start off, yes, as a summer fling, but it could also turn in, if it's going great, into a real relationship. And so I think it's important for people to go in, um, like I said before, with a really positive attitude of, you know, I'm, I'm looking for romance this summer, but I would love for it to last throughout the other three seasons of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems a little high schoolish to like, you know, just go out with somebody for the summer for the sake of going out with the summer because you're really, you know, what are you doing? You're not like we're when we're talking about adults, people are working and stuff. So the summer is summer. You know, you get out there more, but it's really not that different than any other time of year. Yes, you probably will have more connections going on, but that doesn't mean it's just like a hit and run time of year. I mean, it should be a platform for meeting more people, but hopefully as part of that making the real connections that can last throughout other seasons. And wouldn't that be fun? So uh, uh, I love your answer on that, Suzanne. 
Um, here's another email. Uh, this is from Carol in New York City. She asks, do you think it means anything when your friends don't like your boyfriend? I know it's a little off topic, but I thought it was a great question. It is a great question. And I think um, we as women tend to really listen to our friends and what they think. I think, again, I know she wants a straight answer on this, but it's one of those things where you can't say yes or no. You've got to look at, number one, which friends are saying that they don't like your boyfriend. Are they just acquaintances or is this your best friend? And if it's your best friend or, your, say, your family members, maybe if you hear more than one person saying they don't like your boyfriend, maybe it's time to kind of dig a little bit deeper with them mm -hmm. and find out what it is that they don't like. Maybe there's something there that you're not seeing that is a huge red flag. But I would caution her in that you, when you do this, when you ask them what it is they don't like, you can't attack them. You have mm -hmm. to be going with an open mind and be ready for whatever they're going to tell you. Because remember, they're just trying to protect you. It's not that they're trying to sabotage your love life. There's something there, obviously, that's bothering them. And it's good to find out what it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what are your thoughts on that, Robert? Um, I think that you should do exactly what you said. I think you have to do a little, you have to be open-minded. You have to do, a, you, if your friends all collectively don't like your boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe they're onto something that you don't know about. And I think you need to do a little bit of probing and you can't be defensive about it. And you have to be open to whatever comes out and not, not get defensive and not push back on them too much. Just listen and see what they have to say. Who knows? They may be right and they may not be. Ultimately, it's your decision. But, you know, it's always more fun in a relationship to have a partner who your friends like than have somebody who is polarizing, if you will. So uh, because if you're going to be hanging around people and people you're going to have a group of friends, if it's not going to be a friendly situation or there's going to be some underlying animosity, that that's not a good thing. So I would. I would investigate a little bit more, kind of as you said. Um, last question for you. So it gets to be the end of the summer. Maybe you had a summer share. Maybe you'd met somebody, and it is a summer fling. And you are adults. You're in your 20s or whatever, and you want to break it off. What's the best way uh, and the most humane way, if you will, of kind of calling it an end of the summer, the end of a day, the end of a relationship? What do you do? You know, what I always tell people is just to be honest with each other in a nice way. It's I think the worst thing that people can do is disappear because yeah. no one wants that to happen to them, right? So why would you do it to somebody else? And everybody always tells me is that they would rather just hear, you know what, I think you're great, but I just don't think, you know, we're a match or we're compatible or whatever it is. You don't have to go into a ton of detail, but just whatever it is, just, I always say lead with the good and end with the bad, right? So, so tell the person they're great, but they're just not for you or whatever it is, because they will appreciate that more so than if you were to just disappear. Yeah, I agree. They might not appreciate it at the time, but ultimately, 
you always have to ask yourself when anybody who's in that type of situation who gets dumped asks me about it, I tell them, do you really want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Don't take it personally, but wouldn't you be happier with somebody who really wants to be with you? Because if you have a re- type of relationship where the other person doesn't want to be with you and you want to be with that person, well, why would you want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? And I know it sounds like a little bit of a logic riddle, but ultimately, you know, you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. That's how it's supposed to be. And, uh, that's, that's, that's how great things happen. And if somebody doesn't feel the same way, you can't force them. Uh, there's, there, there's probably somebody better for you and you have to just take a deep breath, exhale and, and, and move on. It's, it's easier, easier said than done, but, uh, ultimately you'll be better off than being in a relationship where the other person doesn't really want to be with you. And it's just kind of hanging in there. So, so I think we agree as, as I think we agree on most things. Um, Suzanne, you're fantastic and one of my favorite guests on Guys Guys Radio. And also, I think you're an incredible matchmaker. Please tell our audience where they can kind of check in with you, take advantage of your services and see what's going on in uh, Dream Bachelor, Dream Bachelorette and Single and Stilettos. Where can they find you? Sure. For the matchmaking, uh, they can go to dreambachelor.com. And for the ladies who want to just get great dating advice, they can go to singleonstilettos.com and I give away a free ebook on the three secrets guaranteed to attract any man based on scientific research. <laughs> I love that. Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks so much. As always, you're always a wonderful guest and you're really a great person too. And I think your advice is awesome. So thanks for being uh, on Guys Guys Radio again. And I hope to have you back uh, in a couple of months. So uh, all the best and have a great summer. Maybe we'll have some good uh, tales to share in the fall. Thanks so much, Robert. All right. Be well. Well, that's our show for this evening. Uh, I think Suzanne added some great advice getting into, you know, spring and full bright and also getting into summer, how to, how to maintain our wits and our confidence and our grounding and our mindfulness when it comes to dating and really respecting ourselves, respecting our partners and, you know, being honest and being patient and being, uh, one that's uh, not just, you know, if it's just about the sex, it's about the sex, but if it's about something more then you have to, you have to be patient and you have to be understanding and, and, and allow the other person, your partner, to feel comfortable. And um, I think if you do that, you can have a really great time. So uh, that's our show for this evening. Next week, we have a, a, a metaphysical spiritual author, if you will, Sunita Patini, Patani, excuse me. And uh, she's wrote a book on transcendental mindfulness. Uh, and I can't wait to get her on here. I'm reading the book now, and it's really fantastic. Um, so she will be on uh, next Wednesday, which would be, let's see, the 13th, the 20th of May. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to be on Dr. Kimberly George's show uh, as a guest. She is a vibrational uh, frequency-based uh, doctor, and um, she did some work on me. She actually, uh, I sent her uh, a photo and she did a vibrational audit of me and gave me a 28-day protocol to follow, which I have. And I just sent her a new photo. So she's taking a look at that now. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. But we're also going to talk about um, 
the whole guys guys platform and movement. So that's tomorrow night. I'll be tweeting out and Facebooking information on that. And remember, again, all of our podcasts for Guys Guys Radio are on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes, and you can subscribe either way. So thanks so much. Uh, remember to have uh, to play safe. Have a great summer, and that to know that um, you know, as they say, guys guys finish first. <laughs>